Welcome to Evangel Family Christmas. We're so glad that you're here. Can I see a show of hands? Who's a guest here today? Maybe you're visiting or you're here with family or out of town, whatever it is. Welcome. Come on, church. Let's give it up for them again one more time. We're so glad you're here. We've been praying for you. We've been praying for this service in particular and this weekend. This is one of those times where we will just see many people come to church and are a part of our services. And I just feel this year in particular, God has something special that he wants to say to us together. And so we're glad that you're here. And all those watching online, would you give it up for our church family around the world? And I heard we had someone here from Australia today. That's amazing. Welcome. We're glad to have you with us and those sitting in the overflow as well. I want to share a message with you this morning, and it has to do with interruptions. How many of you love to be interrupted? Anyone? No. How many of you can't stand being interrupted? Come on, is there anyone here? When I was growing up at home, my mom's watching online, but I knew there was one time I couldn't interrupt my mom. And mom, you'll remember this, is when you were cooking in the kitchen. When she was in the kitchen cooking, it was like no interruptions. Um, it was no interruptions because she just wanted to get it right. She wanted to serve us. She did an awesome job every uh, Christmas season and other times cooking. But I knew I just needed to give her her space when she was in the zone cooking. Any other mamas like that in the house when you're baking or you're there? You're, everyone got real quiet and awkward. Someone's mom brought them. Like, don't you raise your hand. You know that's me, but don't you raise your hand. Um, some of us can't stand being interrupted. For me, when my Steelers are playing, my wife will tell you, like, don't interrupt daddy. Just you can come and watch with him. She'll dress the kids up in their jerseys and come sit with me. I don't want to be interrupted. I'm like, at the commercial break, honey. Um, so, so you want to be, you know, you don't like to be interrupted. But can I tell you that sometimes interruptions can be the greatest thing that ever happened to you in your life. There's some interruptions in life that are, that are, that are life-changing, that can change everything for you. Some of you, your life is segmented in such a way that it literally hinges on an interruption. My life was one way before this, and now it's completely different. That could be good, that could be difficult, that could be challenging, but interruptions can come into our lives and change them forever. In fact, I would tell you that I think every single one of us here, we're really one interruption away from a whole different kind of life. There's someone here today, you're one interruption away, and that interruption might be happening right now as I'm speaking away from a completely different life. You walked in one way and you're gonna leave a different way because God interrupted your life. I believe the greatest interruption that could ever happen is when God interrupts our lives. But he comes in and he wants to do something new and different. And here's what I wanna tell you about God's interruptions in your life. Again, you might get annoyed when other people interrupt you. You might even be annoyed that God would interrupt you. But I promise you, God's interruption is something bigger than an interruption. God's interruptions are actually invitations to something greater. When God shows up in your life and he would do something as big as interrupt you, stop you in your tracks, we see from the Bible as we read over and over and over again, that interruption is often an invitation into a greater life, into something bigger and greater than you could ever imagine. So I want to explore that today, and we need to look no further than the Christmas story to see the power of God's interruptions on display and how God will particularly interrupt someone. So let's look here, and let me just pray. Lord, I pray you'd speak through your word right now. Lord, as we open to your, to your word, Lord, and to the story of how you were born, would you speak a word into our hearts that would change us, Lord God? Interrupt us today, we pray, Lord. We give you permission to speak into our hearts. In your name we pray. Amen. Would you open your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 1? If you have a Bible there in front of you or maybe on your phone, um, you can go ahead and flip there, and we're just going to read along. We're going to read... Um, 
about seven verses of scripture we're going to walk through, and I believe that this is going to help us understand the power of interruptions a little bit better. So let me begin to read in verse 18. You'll see these words on the screen as well. They should be here. And uh, here's how it goes. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. And because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. So let's understand this, just these two verses of Scripture. It says that there was a woman and a man that were pledged to be married together. They had made that commitment to become engaged. Now, becoming engaged in the Bible times was so ironclad that if you were even going to break your engagement, you had to get divorced. Can you imagine that? Nowadays, man, people are willing to break off engagements for just about anything. But in that day and age, you had to actually get divorced if you were going to break off an engagement. And in that day and age, you could imagine how seriously they had taken this vow, this commitment to become husband and wife. And so it says that during that time, during that engagement period, Joseph's fiance Mary was found to be pregnant. Do you understand how scandalous that would be? Even today, if two people were engaged and then one of them was found to be pregnant and, shocker, the child does not belong to the father she's engaged to. Are you with me? This is all the makings of daytime soap opera, uh, daytime talk shows. I'm just getting, you know, images of that in my mind of like, this is very scandalous. Are you with me? And so here we are. And could you imagine how this conversation goes? Hey, Joseph, we need to talk about something. Yeah, Mary, what's going on? Um, I wanted to make sure for the wedding invites that we have your parents and then we picked out the food. Also, I'm pregnant. And then whenever we think about the actual venue, hold on, wait, wait, what would you say after the food? What was that? Yeah, I'm pregnant. No, no, don't worry. It's not yours. It's God's child. <laughs> Guys, I'm a man of faith. I don't know if I have faith for that. I don't know if I have faith to wrap my heart and my mind around this idea. No, no, it's the Holy Spirit's child. And so do you know what happened? Do you know what the first interruption was? When Mary became pregnant, do you know what it did to Joseph? It blew the whole plan out of the water. Whenever you're engaged, is anyone, is anyone engaged right now? You're engaged preparing to be married? Anyone in the, in the room? Um, I'm not going to make you laugh or point you out, but we're excited for you. And we'll let's celebrate with anyone that's engaged or on that road towards marriage. I pray someone isn't sitting with the ring in their pocket like, Pastor, you are blowing up my spot. I'm going to propose after church today. Um, maybe that's happening, but... But if you're engaged, you know, once you're in engagement mode, you're in planning mode. Anyone know what I'm talking about? You are working the plan. Hey, we got to get this much. And what I find is so sad, let me just tell you this. If you're getting engaged or you are engaged, I tell this to couples all the time. Don't spend all your time planning for a wedding. Spend all your time planning for a marriage. There's a difference between planning for a wedding and planning for a marriage. Does that make sense? And we find it often we'll spend 90% of our time planning for the day, but not planning for the way we're going to live together as husband and wife. And that's why we have, you know, shocking divorce statistics and things like that. And so, you know, whenever you're planning, you're not just planning for the wedding day, you're planning for your life together. And I can remember for my wife and I planning for where we we're going to live and what we were going to do and all of those things. Do you know what happened in that moment when Mary became pregnant? That the whole plan went out the door. The whole plan was interrupted. 
And, and God interrupted Joseph's plan. And so when your plan gets interrupted, it can become so disruptive in your life. And so the Bible says that because his plan had been interrupted, he had his own plan in mind that what he was going to do. He's like, I'm just going to divorce her quietly, and I'm just going to walk away. So the first thing that can get interrupted is our plan. But here's what I want to tell you. There are times God wants to interrupt your plan because it's really an invitation to something greater. That's what was going on here in, in Joseph's story. And the second thing that needs to be interrupted then, if you're really going to understand this and experience it, is your perspective has to get interrupted. So let's look at this right here about our perspective. Your perspective means it's your point of view, the way you're seeing things. Picking up on verse 20, it says this, after he, Joseph, had considered this, so he's in the middle of weighing this idea of divorcing Mary, leaving her quietly, says the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. In this moment, I feel like it's like that version of, hey, Mary said that she was pregnant in, uh, with the, and it was the Holy Spirit's. She was telling the truth. This is the truth. She is with child. This is God's confirmation to Joseph that what Mary has told her is in fact true and correct. He needs to take her to be his wife. It says this, she will give birth to a son. You are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. This fulfills something in the Old Testament, that the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. The power of God interrupting our perspective is one of the most beautiful things that could ever happen in your life. Because I want you to know, some of us today, this Christmas season, and in this year, maybe in 2019, you might be standing in a place where you say, this is not what I had planned for my life. This is not what I had planned for this year. This is not what I had planned for this season. And some of you were struggling. And maybe the prayer that you're praying is something about how you need God to change your circumstances. You need to God to change this problem. You need God to give you something to get through this. You need some kind of provision. And I would tell you sometimes the problem that you're facing isn't quite a problem problem. It's not a provision problem. Sometimes it's a perspective problem. Are you with me? Sometimes the disruption, the interruption that's happening to you, it's hurting, it's painful, it feels like loss. I mean, think about this. Everything in his world blew up in this moment. But God was in the midst of it. And God was working. And God had a bigger plan in place. And in that moment, you want to know what changed everything for Joseph? Nothing about his circumstances changed. Everything about his perspective changed. And that made it right. That made it where he was able to experience that he was a part of God's story, something bigger that God was doing in the midst of him. He said, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife because I'm connecting all the dots. I know right now you feel the shame. I know you feel the public humiliation. I know you're wondering what everyone's thinking, what Mary's thinking, what's going on. But I want you to know this was to fulfill my plan and my word from long ago that a virgin would conceive and give birth to a child. Joseph, you're living in the fulfillment of one of my promises. Come on, I want you to know today, some of you, the pain, the difficulty, the plan that has been interrupted in your life, perhaps the Lord will give you perspective this season to see that he's working in the midst of it. 
that he might be working something for his good. The Bible says this, all things work together for good for those who loved him, called according to his purposes. And so we see this idea of perspective changing. And that perspective has so much to do with how you view God. What is your perspective of God today? How do you approach this story? How do you approach Christianity? How do you approach Jesus? How do you approach Christmas? I can tell you what it was like to live in a completely different mindset with a completely different perspective. I grew up 15 years of my life, and I went to church on the holidays. I was there at Christmas or on, on, on Easter and um, during special events when people would invite me. But as I came and I listened, I knew the stories. I knew about Jesus, but I thought it was all just a fairy tale. I thought this was just a, a story just to get people through. I didn't believe any of it. I didn't believe God was real. I was an atheist. I believed that this was all just made up because of some of the pain and difficulty in my own life. I, I couldn't fathom there was really a God that loved me. I looked at the world and the way it looked and thought, no, this is, no, this is just, they're living in la-la land. This isn't real. This isn't the truth. And so I lived my life with that perspective. Can I tell you, when God interrupts your life, when God interrupts your plan, and then when God interrupts your perspective, it can set you on a path to be standing here today. Doesn't that sound crazy? That half my life ago, I was in a place where I didn't even believe in God. Now I'm here talking to you about Jesus. That's, that's something happened there, right? What happened? My perspective changed. Well, what changed? I knew the story about Jesus. I knew at Christmas time it was because Jesus was born. I knew on Easter that Jesus died and he rose again. But at age 15, I was invited to a service, to a, to a church camp where a bunch of other teenagers were. And when I heard on that day something I'd heard before, but the Lord met me and interrupted me by the power of his Holy Spirit, that in that moment as I heard it, I heard it like it was brand new to me. I heard it like I'd never heard it before. It, was, it went from here to here. I learned not just about Jesus, but I learned what it meant to be in relationship with Jesus. And I learned there was a difference between knowing about him and knowing him personally. And I just had this longing in my heart as I heard that Jesus came, that he was born, that he lived a sinless life, that he was a part of God's bigger plan to save us from our sins that long ago God promised the Messiah would come and deliver the people from their sins and that Jesus came, he lived, he then died. Three days later, he rose again to give brand new life. And when I heard it, it was just God speaking into my heart. This is the truth. This is the way. I think of Jesus' very words. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one finds a father except through me. This is his word. And in that moment, my perspective changed forever. And I said, Lord, I put my trust in you. And that was the beginning of a transformed life for me. I was one interruption away from God changing my life forever, changing everything. My prayer is that some of you are here today you know the story. You know about Jesus. My question is, do you know him personally? Because here's what I want you to know. Jesus came 2,000 years ago who was born, and he did not come to bring religion. He did not come to just bring another religion, Christianity, that would now fill the earth. He came to bring us into relationship with the Father. He came so that you and I could have a personal, life-changing relationship with Jesus. This is truly the greatest gift that's ever been given greater than any gift that you're ever going to give or receive this Christmas season. It's the gift not just of life. It's the gift of eternal life. You know, you think about the powerful of a gift of life when someone would donate blood or you would do something or even an organ donor and then their life then gave life to someone else. But that life will still come to an end. That's powerful. 
Greater love is none than this, and someone would lay down their life for another. But talk about the gift of eternal life, that when we get to the end of our life, I've done multiple funerals just this month alone, and standing at each one of those funeral services, I was so thankful that the person who passed away had a confidence in their heart that they knew Jesus, and they knew when they departed from this earth, they would stand in his presence. They had that perspective, that hope, that confidence, that peace. And man, that makes all the difference at the end of our life, doesn't it? And so we see this, that the power of that gift that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever would believe in him wouldn't have to perish and live without hope, but could have eternal life. Come on up, Pastor Rick. Whenever I, whenever I think about this, my, my wife and I, um, we've been going through the motions of buying a lot of gifts. And I know there are a lot of very precious gifts that we've purchased this Christmas season, and we've been trying to get them ready for our loved ones. But there was one gift in particular that my wife had purchased, something she was really looking forward to giving. And we go through, and we've been ordering a lot on Amazon. Anyone else ordering them online? It's a whole new revolution now. So we're ordering them, but now we have to go through this list of all our emails, and we're checking off what's been delivered and what hasn't been delivered. Anyone know what, what I'm living in right now? Um, and then you see these videos about people getting their gifts stolen off their front porch and all that. And so we're very careful about it. Well, there was this one gift in particular. It was a special gift. And it said on the notes, was not delivered, rerouted. So Mandy, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of, you know, getting closer and closer to Christmas. So we're getting nervous. And she's talking to the post office. And they're saying, no, we don't have it here. And then she's going to another post office. We're on the phone with Amazon. We're, we're you know, frustrated with them. We're, we're talking to everyone. And we're looking for this gift. And my wife was out just yesterday continuing to look for the gift. And won't you know, last night as we're going through some boxes, the gift was in our house the entire time. It had been delivered. It was there. But again, we're looking at this note that we were getting in the email saying it hadn't been delivered. There's something about a precious gift you could have received. I mean, Jesus is the greatest gift that's ever been given. But it isn't just about the gift being given. The question is, has the gift been received? And for us to sit there all this time worried, all this time frustrated, all this time searching, to realize that the, the gift we've been looking for all this time was right there next to us all along. Some of you, I don't want you to get to the end of your life and you've been looking for peace and hope in all these different places. You've been angry and taking it out on everyone you love. You've been looking all around to come to know that the gift you've needed all along, Jesus was right there all along. You knew all about him, but you didn't know him personally. You never received that gift for yourself. My prayer today, this Christmas, is that you would have a confidence that you've received the greatest gift, the gift of Jesus, into your heart, into your life personally. And so I want to pray for all of us here today to make the biggest decision we'll ever make. The decision to give our hearts and our lives to Jesus fully. To surrender to him. To call upon him. Would you bow your heads and your hearts with me this morning? You alone know where you are. You know if you have peace with God. You know where you stand at the end of your life. It won't be how much good you've done versus bad. It won't be all the... All the all of those things. It won't be your, the things that have haunted your past. That won't make the difference. The greatest difference is going to be made by what you've done with Jesus. God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, born of a virgin, to live a sinless life. He healed the sick, even raised the dead. He then died 
a sinner's death, although he had never sinned. And three days later, he rose from the dead to prove he was who God said he was. And every promise made about him, every word he said is truth. And then the Bible says, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, the name of Jesus will be saved. That if we confess with our mouths, Jesus is Lord, and we believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, that we would be saved, we would be forgiven. That if we confess our sins to him, he's faithful to forgive us of all of our sins. Today, do you have confidence when you get to the end of your life that you would stand in the presence of God? Have you received the gift of Jesus into your life? I'm talking to someone today, maybe you're far from God. Maybe you've done that at some point in the past, but you, you're so far from him, you've walked away. And today's the day that you're coming home. This Christmas season, you want to have that confidence. You want to stand in that place. Some of you have never made this decision before. It was so precious that one of the parents of one of the small children up here on the platform, their daughter invited them to church today, and mom accepted Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. The only reason she came because her daughter was invited to come and sing, and she made that decision. Today was the day her life changed forever. I just believe there are many more here within the sound of my voice. That's your story. You know about him, but you don't know him personally. Today is the opportunity to say this prayer this Christmas season and to truly turn your heart over to Jesus with everything you have. Would you say these words with me if you're ready to say that prayer? Pray with me right now. Dear Jesus, I ask you to come into my life to forgive me of my sins that have separated me from you. I believe that you died and that you rose again for me. And today, I turn to you with all my life and I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, in this moment, I would just love to know if you made that decision today. And I'm not going to ask you um, right now even, even to, to stand to your feet yet. I'm going to ask you later to take another step. But I just want you to just lift your hand just to let me know that you made that decision today. If that was you, praise God. I see your hand. Is there anyone else up in the balcony? Overflow wherever you are. Just lift your hand. Praise God. Come on, church fam. Let's celebrate with those that made that decision today. I'm going to invite all of us to stand to our feet right now. Come on, everyone. And I'm going to invite our prayer team to come to the front. Here's what I want to tell you. Listen to me very closely. Look, look at me. This is, this is so vitally important. I gave you two things, but there's actually three interruptions that happen in your life that God wants to bring into your life. He wants to interrupt your plan because he has a better plan for your life. He wants to interrupt your perspective to show you who he is. But the third thing is this. He wants to interrupt your purpose that I want you to know God has a purpose for every single one of your lives. You may think that your life isn't, doesn't matter for anything. I want you to know God knows the plans he has for you. God has a purpose for your life. He wants to make himself known to you. He wants to have a personal relationship with you. And when you come into relationship with him, and you begin to walk with him, and you begin to follow Jesus, your whole purpose changes. It changes the way you live your life. It changes the way you see. It changes your relationships. Jesus changes everything. But here's what God burdened me for. I prayed for you for weeks leading up to this moment in time. And here's what God gave me a vision of. That there are so many people that will sit in our seats and will say a prayer. And you said that prayer today. And in that moment, if you've turned your heart to the Lord, there's rejoicing in heaven. And I'm so thankful. But there's many of you that prayed that prayer today and have prayed it in 2019 or even earlier. But here's the reality. You've never taken a next step since that moment. 
that you said, yes, my ticket to heaven is there. I've said yes to Jesus. But I want you to know the greatest desire of your life for God is not just that you say that prayer. It's that you'd actually follow Jesus with your life. That you'd actually begin to walk with him and have a living relationship with God. He wants to give you a brand new life. And there are many here within the sound of my voice, everyone that said the prayer today, but there are others. You're here as well that God is inviting you this Christmas season to take a step, a bold step towards him. A step into relationship, not just into religion, but a step into a living, breathing relationship with him. And if you're here within the sound of my voice and you've not yet taken that step, you say, I've said the prayer, Pastor, but, but that's where it ends for me. I haven't, I, what's my next step? Your next step is learning what it means to follow Jesus, to become a disciple, to really follow him and be in relationship with God. For every person that's ready to take that step today, I'm going to invite you forward in just a moment. But I want you to know why you're coming forward. It's because we have a special resource for you. This is called Following Jesus, and it is seven steps to help you take your first steps with Jesus. This is something you can read, you can follow along to. It has some verses of Scripture, but it's going to help you in areas of prayer and in worship and understanding the Bible and baptism and understanding the Holy Spirit, all of these things. This is our free gift to you. And so this is for everyone today that said yes to Jesus. You committed your life to Christ. You've recommitted. But also for others within the sound of my voice, you're saying, Pastor, I feel God stirring me. I feel God's calling me to more. I feel like it's time for me to take a step. I said the prayer, but, but I'm ready to really follow him. If that's you, in just a moment, I'm going to invite everyone that's ready to come, that you're ready to take that step into relationship with Christ. And as you come, I'm then going to pray for you, and then our altar team is going to put one of these books in your hand. So are you ready, church family? If that's you, come on out of your seat right now. Come to the front, and we're going to celebrate with you. Come on, church family. Let's celebrate with those that are taking that step today. Come on, church. Let's celebrate with heaven as God's making making himself known to people. If you're in the balcony, come on. I don't want you to wait. Come down. We'll wait for you. If you're in the overflow, come on right now and just meet us in the front right now. Don't let the space get in the way of it. Just come right down these steps and meet us in the front. We're going to hand that to you. Listen, as you're coming to the front, we're going to place these in your hands. I want you just to fill out. There's a little card on the front of it. Just fill it out so we can continue to stay connected with you. If I can have some of our prayer team up here in the front, guys, Pastor Roy or um, Miasotis, we're going to pray. Church family, would you extend a hand towards those that are coming right now? And I want you just to begin to pray that the Lord would do something so beautiful in their hearts and in their lives. And come on, you don't wait. If you're in the balcony and you know this is for you, just continue to come. If you're in the overflow, just continue to come to the front right now. Lord Jesus, we pray for those right now that are responding to you, those that are taking this step, Lord God, the greatest step of their life, step into relationship with you, Lord God. Maybe it's a step out of religion. It's a step out of everything they've known before. But today, Lord, you become so real in their heart and in their life, Lord, and they're ready to follow you, Jesus, Lord God. So we pray right now, Lord God, shine your light into their hearts, Lord God. Lead them and guide them, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, church family, let's celebrate with them again. Listen, I'm going to dismiss you in just a moment, but if you're here and you were nervous or whatever reason, you didn't come. When we dismissed, we saw so many people come that were ready to take that step. Don't let anything get in the way of you taking this step. This is the greatest step you could ever take with your life, a step into relationship with Jesus. So as you go today, as everyone else is going, you come to the front. We'll pray with you. We'll get one of these books into your hand. God bless you, church family. Merry Christmas. We look forward to seeing you on Tuesday night and as we get into this brand new year together. God bless you as you go.